Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. And today we have a very, very esteemed guest on the show. His name is Ryan Allen Bell, and he is the host of the Home Based Business Podcast. So I would recommend that you guys all go out, download that, and subscribe over to that. But firstly, Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. How are you doing? KC, what's up? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Oh, I'm amazing. I'm really excited to kind of dig into you, your story, your background. And the impact you're making, not here in the U.S., well, not only here in the U.S., but also all around the globe, how you've taken this idea and this notion and you've taken action steps and kind of made a huge impact. So can you just share a little bit about your podcast, your coaching service and kind of how it all works? Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate you. So, yeah, I've been in the home-based business space for seven years and, uh, you know, I got involved because I found myself at a nine to five job pursuing a a particular career. And I realized I wasn't passionate about that. Like I I really couldn't see myself doing that for the next 20 years of my life. And so I was at a point in my life where I was unfulfilled, unhappy for about a year where I just felt completely lost. Someone introduced to me how to build a home-based business. And that was my first mentor. And from that day forward, everything transformed in my life. And I learned how to build a home-based business. And within a a couple of years, I was able to quit my job. I was able to help my wife quit her job. So for the last five years, both of us have been working full-time from home and it's been remarkable. And we just recently launched the Home-Based Business Podcast just to have another platform to reach more people who want to learn how to build home-based businesses. And so, yeah, that's my short, quick story in in a couple of sentences for sure. Amazing, amazing. We're going to get into it in more detail, but kind of let's rewind a little bit. And you said you were in this job that you weren't really enjoying. You're working a lot of hours there and you stuck it out for a while. So can you just kind of back pace to, to those days as painful as it is and kind of what was going through your mind there? Because I'm sure a lot of the listeners may be at a similar point right now, especially during COVID where they don't really have much certainty, they don't know what's going on, or they may just be in a job that they're not enjoying. Um, Can you rewind back to to that point in time and what kind of made you look elsewhere and then actually take the action? It started in high school because out of high school or coming out of high school when I was a senior, I was starting to think, what should I do with my life? Like, what is the career path that I'm going to choose? And I didn't have that much guidance. I really didn't even know what to do. And my grandfather was a fireman. And I was like, you know what? Let me just pursue this career. It seems like something that will pay well, provide for my family. I could stay in shape. And so I just did it just because it it just ran in my family. And so I went to college. I, I went through a fire academy. I got my associates in fire technology. I got my EMT. I worked the 911 system. And that was my path. And I worked that 911 system for about six years. And it's inside of that industry, it's only a matter of time before you get picked up by a fire department. But here's the thing. After about three years of me doing this, I realized my heart wasn't in it. And then this is when I just started regretting all these decisions that I made up up until this point. Because I was like, why did I just go through school for the last four years of my life to pursue something that I'm not happy with. And I was questioning everything in my life at this point. 
And what, what sucked was I didn't have a mentor in my life either at this point. And so I was really, really lost. And every day I would wake up having to go to work. And it was just something that I really was not happy with. I couldn't see myself doing that for the next 20 years of my life. I was always broke and I just was very unhappy. And so here I am working 12 hour shifts, 60, 70 hours a week, just wasting my, my life away. That's how I felt. And I'm in my early twenties at this point. And to tell you the truth, I was really, I went through a year where I was really depressed and I was like, is this really what life is about? And, uh, and here's the thing. I wasn't really even seeking other opportunities at that time. I just felt like I was stuck. And then thank God someone introduced to me how to build a home-based business. And that's when my wheel started turning. I was like, you know what? Maybe there is a different way. Maybe there is a better way. That's a good and point there. So you talk about this mentor. How did you come across this mentor, find this mentor, get the person to actually mentor you? Can we yeah. talk about that relationship and how it was created and blossomed? I guess you could call it luck because he was actually one of my coworkers. One of my coworkers who worked with me on the ambulance. And think about this, when you're working on an ambulance, you're on a moving vehicle for 12 hours a day with one person. And my partner started his own home-based business because he wanted to supplement his income. And that's the first person that showed me was like, Hey, I don't only do this. I'm an entrepreneur on the side. I earn extra income doing this. And so I had that mentor at work with me. And it was someone who had the results that I, that I wanted. Once I learned about it, I was like, okay, obviously you're, you're happier. I'm not happy. You're happy doing this. Let me see what you're doing. You know, it's a good point you made there. So, you know, a lot of the times people overhype this idea or this notion that a mentor has to be the top 1% in the world at what they do. And ideally that is amazing, but the likelihood of getting access to that type of person is a stepping stone, right? So as long yeah. as your mentor is someone who has been there and done what you want to achieve, that is a perfectly good place to start rather than trying to hire Tony Robbins for a million dollars an hour, right? So yeah. it's it's all about finding someone who's achieved it or done it or has experience in what you're trying to do and that can guide you to that next step. And he was only a step ahead of me. And that's fine, right? Because all you needed to do was take that first step. Yep, exactly, exactly. So then take us down the rest of the story. So what was the business and then how did you make it work? Yeah. So we got involved. Well, all right. What's interesting is I've tried multiple businesses over the years. The, this first business, I, I was learning how to market a health and wellness product, right? And that it ended up going out of business. It just didn't last. We're, we're new at it. We didn't have the skill set. We just knew that we wanted to build a home-based business. And uh, that one ended up going out of business. And then you're like, all right, you know what? Let's find a different product that might do better in the marketplace. Right. And so we ended up finding this other product where it was, it was software and we're just teaching people how to use the software to manage income online. And we did this one for about a year, but same thing. We're still young at this point. I was 23 years old and we ended up failing that business too. And, uh, he, what's interesting is 
looking back in hindsight, those were really tough decisions for me. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I'm failing. Do I want to keep moving forward? Right. And for me, I was like, I don't want to go back to where I was. I'm just going to make a decision to keep moving forward and keep learning and keep taking action until I get to a point where I'm having success doing what I'm doing. And so even though my first two businesses failed, I was still open-minded and we ended up finding this amazing health product that we got behind that we could market. And what's incredible is this, this, this product that we started marketing has been in business for, for over 40 years, right? Okay. This is, this, this has infrastructure, right? And this was over six years ago. And what ended up happening for, for me personally is we started using this product and my wife had one of the most amazing health breakthroughs of her life. And that lit my my heart and my fire for this, this product so much because I was like, you know what? I'm not just building a business to build a business. I'm building a business because I could really impact people's lives because I've seen what it did for my wife. And this was six years ago. And at that point, I was like, I'm just going to go all out until I figure this out. And um, there was a pivotal mo- a moment in less than two years into me building this the business I'm currently in. I hit a rough patch where I plateaued in my business and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing as much as I can. Let's stop and, it there for a minute. Though, okay. Right? Okay. Cool. 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 You said some really, really good stuff there. you said the first few businesses that you tried failed. They didn't weren't in business anymore. Or you didn't quite have the, it, it broken down in terms of converting and that's perfectly okay. And it's very yeah. normal. I think what tends to happen with a lot of people is they'll have the first two or five or 15 or however many failures and they'll stop, right? And stopping is is when you really fail. It's not so much how you deal with that situation, but it's the reaction to that situation. And I think you had a great example there of, hey, the first two failed, but then, okay, let's see what else we can try that's similar enough that we can succeed at. So you get better along the way as well. So I think that was a really good point and it shows a lot of determination, a lot of focus and a lot of belief in, hey, I'm, I'm new in this industry. I'm still trying to master the craft. This company might have went out of business, but I've still got these skills that I've learned over this period of time and I'm only getting better. So it's like you've got to stick it out. You've got to really do the work and remember that it doesn't all come together at the first time of trying. This is a game of chess. It's strategy. You've got to have the right pieces at play and it doesn't always fit together like a a jigsaw puzzle, right? Yep, exactly. So, okay, sorry. Now fast forward to your wife having the results and now you hit a plateau in the business, which is very common. Once you get a successful business, you'll get to a certain point where you can just drag it to this level of success by yourself being the amazing entrepreneur that you are. But in order to scale a business, you need more than just one person being a hero in the business. You need a full team to support and a higher level team to really escalate that business to the next level. So I'm sure we're about to get into that. Yeah. Right now. By this time, I have different mentors in my life. And so here's another mentor who really has the results that I want when it comes to building home-based businesses. And my plateau was a mindset plateau. I, I plateaued at the level of my thinking. I wasn't able to think big enough. And I got to a point where 
I, I just wasn't consistent. I wasn't putting in the work. I wasn't thinking big enough. And my mentor called me one day and he was like, Hey, how's your business doing? And I knew deep down it wasn't doing well at this moment. And I'm sure he knew it too. And I, I was just like, Oh, it's, it's, it's whatever. And he was like, you know what? Call me when you want to take your business serious. And he hung up on me, <laughs> which is so funny. And I, I don't recommend hanging up on, on, on people, but obviously it worked for me because at that moment I was like, what am I doing with my life? I changed careers. I dedicated years of my life pursuing one career. I changed careers and I'm not really giving it my all. And this was such a pivotal moment in my life because at this moment I started thinking so much bigger. I was like, okay, if I want the results that my mentor has, who do I have to become to get the results that the mentor has? And that the, the rest of the journey was a personal development journey. I had to work on me first in order to see my business grow. And that, that was, that's what happened for me is that the next few years, it was all personal growth. That's awesome. And you know, a lot of the times I hear this and I see this in the businesses that we work with. Um, what I tend to find is usually the average person can only see a, a vision that's twice as big as what they're currently doing. So as an example, if someone's making $100,000 a year, they can't really envisage a lifestyle that's more than 200K a year. And the really successful people can overcome that and can see a much bigger vision. If you read any of the, the great personal development books from Think and Grow Rich all the way to the modern day books, they all pretty much say that same thing is like surround yourself with people that drag you up rather than bring you down and think as big as possible and you can achieve it, but you've got to kind of future pace in your head and really see that and believe that and get that heart and head coherence when you look at the likes of Joe Dispenza and, and kind of a more scientific approach. But it's a common thread throughout all personal development is you've got to believe in yourself first before anyone else will believe in you. Yep. I agree. That That's it. it. It all starts internal. If we could get our internal self right, then our external world will be right too. Absolutely. So tell us some of the action items that you took to kind of really work on your yourself and your own personal development. The way that I saw it was I needed to focus 50% of my time on personal development and then 50% of my time on massive action, right? Because if I kept, if I only focused on 100% personal development, I wasn't going to get any results, right? Because I'm not taking action. And if I was only focusing 100% action, but no personal development, I could be doing the wrong thing forever, you know? It's and so a what, balance. And there's always yeah. a sacrifice, right? No matter what you're doing in life, you always have to sacrifice something to achieve something. So what are you willing to give up to get to where you want to be? Yep. Exactly. And so what I did the first, it took me about two years to get to a six figure income. And during that time, I was focusing on 50% action, 50% uh, personal development. And I've collected such a, an amazing library over the years, just learning from people who have the results that I want. Most of it is mindset stuff. Every time I found myself not knowing what to do, I would just dig deep internally and I would end up figuring out how to do it. And what I've realized is through all the personal development I've done over the years, I already know what to do. I just have to 
take action and what I have to do. And so I would say the biggest thing I learned when it came from, let's say from zero to six figures is building a team. I was able to not only do all the work myself, but it's me and my team who's producing that's generating the revenue for the company. And that that's when everything changed. I was able, and here, here's something I didn't mention is I was still working my job full-time during my first couple of years. Right. And I was doing my business part-time. And so here I am working, you know, 60 hours a week, working my business part-time. And it took about two years before I started earning more income, working my business part-time from home than working full-time at my job. And once that happened, I quit my job. And then I created a whole other game plan to take my business full-time. See, that's, that's some really good stepping stones there. It's that don't just go all gung-ho like a lot of these gurus tell you you got to take it step at a time to suit your own situation unless you have a nice big cash nest egg at home that you can rely on uh, you've got to do it in a systematic way that's not going to impeach on your lifestyle so that you can still live uh, without having that stress of making that rent payment or paying your car or groceries and all the rest of that is do it in a step-by-step way and i did the same when i started to get a cfo is that I had a couple of clients lined up while I was working my corporate job. Then once that income superseded my corporate income, I then left and went all in. So regardless of if the level you're playing at is 10, 20,000 or hundreds of thousands, the steps are still the same, right? Exactly. They really are for sure. You just got to scale it at that point. So tell us a little bit more about the future of your business the podcast, the coaching side of things, where do you see it going? Yeah. So what we've been focusing on was learning how to build systems into place into our business. Cause if you think about like, imagine this, if you're thinking about the greatest restaurant in the world, are you thinking about McDonald's? The answer is probably no, but McDonald's is one of the most successful restaurants in the world because of their systems. Their systems are so great that a six-year-old kid could run a McDonald's. And so what I've learned to do is build systems into our business. And so even if I'm not there, my business is running on itself. So that's what I've learned to develop over the years. And where I'm at now is now we're fine-tuning these systems. When I, we take a look at the podcast, this is a way for me. It technically it is a system. It's a way for me to scale my business because now I can reach so many people who want to learn how to build home based businesses, and then I could get on podcasts like this to get in front of other people who have audiences, and that's another way to get the message out, right? Like Casey was on my show earlier, you know. And so now I'm at a point where I was like, okay, how can I fine tune the systems in my life to continue building? And so short-term, I would say five-year goal is to continue working on my personal brand, continue building the home-based business podcast, and just continue impacting as many people as we can. Amazing. That's really good. And what you said is really true. And we see a lot of it on kind of the business side where you can get to a certain point by yourself, but in order to create a real business, you have to have systems and processes in place so that, like you said, The McDonald's example was a great one where a 16-year-old kid can come in, they can read the SOP, they can see the flow chart, they know what to do, they can plug that into any role within the business and therefore that's when you transition from becoming an operator to an owner, Mm -hmm. being able to step back and kind of see the bigger vision and be more of a visionary role than an operator role in the business. 
Yeah. And here's the thing. When I absolutely love the visionary role inside of the business, when my business was plateauing, when I was earning no income, I was always trying to think of how, how, how I could build this business, but I didn't have all the systems in place yet. I didn't have the team. I didn't have the systems. And so I was doing it backwards. I was trying to build something without having the resources yet, you know, and now that I have the team and the systems, now I get to be the visionary and I love it. I love being the visionary for sure. Awesome. Great. So with that, Ryan, I like to end with a question that I ask all of the guests. So if you had to split your success between three factors, those three being drive, skill, and luck, how would you apportion between those three? Drive, skill, luck. Drive, I would say is 90%. And then I would say skill is 9% and then luck is 1% for sure. I, I think I think the drive is everything for most people. That's awesome. And uh, it's so interesting to hear that because every single person that I've had on the podcast answers that differently. And it just kind of gives us a little insight into the way each individual thinks. So that's super interesting. That really means that if you have enough drive, you can figure out the skill and the luck isn't even a thing at that point is what I'm yeah. understanding. From yeah. That. If you work and you're going after it with perseverance and endurance and grit for years and years and years, you'll things just happen and people will call you lucky, but you're like, no, I'm not lucky. I just put in the work, you know? Yeah, you got to do the work. There's no getting away from that at all. So, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. If people want to reach out to you, learn more about what you do in your podcast and or how to start a home-based business, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, for sure. So if you guys want to check out my podcast, go ahead and go to ryanallenbell.com forward slash podcast. You could take a listen there. And if you guys want to have a conversation with me, you could go to ryanallenbell.com forward slash work with me. We cop on a phone call and see if we could launch, start a home-based business for you. Perfect. And we'll put the links below for the, uh, for the people listening or watching on YouTube. So you can click straight into that. Ryan, thank you so much for sharing those golden nuggets. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Casey, thank you so much. Appreciate you.